Welcome to the Life by Design, Not Default podcast. I'm Paige. And I'm Elaine. And we want to talk about all things life, business, and beyond. This podcast is for anyone done with the mediocre and ready to design a life that is meaningful, impactful, and fun. And we want to know, how are you living your life by design? Hey everyone, welcome to the Life by Design Not Default podcast. I am here solo. Paige is under the weather today, so I am excited to make a new friend. We have someone I've never met before on the podcast. Her name is Lillian Victoria, and she is an entertainment executive turned high performance coach. And she works with high achievers that have experienced loss to help them see a clear path to their goals and turn them into a reality. So let's dive into this conversation. Welcome, Lillian. It's so great to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I love your whole energy, your everything, even your background. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yes, this is a For those of you that are listening, I have this beautiful couch in the background that is very Titanic looking, right? Uh, But I used to be a boudoir photographer. And when I retired, there were several thing pieces of furniture that I couldn't let go of. And one of them was this couch. And I had this teal and gold situation going on in my studio. And it made me so happy that I brought it with me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the story of the couch. <laughs> a lot of people are always like, I love your couch. I'm like, thank you. And I love like, even more the writing on the wall. Get oh shit my gift <laughs> done. Yes. That was actually a gift from Paige. She knows I'm all, I'm the get shit done girl. Like that is just my, my whole thing. And so for my birthday, she sent me these letters um they're metal and they were black so it didn't really like you couldn't really see it very well against the teal wall so I spray I had happened to have some gold glitter spray paint sitting around and so I covered them with gold with gold and it turned out fabulous so thank you I love them it really lets people know what they're getting into when they talk to me it's like a little warning get you done Yes. And that's what I'm all about. That's my kind of girl right there. Yeah. So tell us more. What, tell us, how did you go from entertainment executive to high performance coach? How did that happen? Yeah. You know, you know, I look at entertainment. So I've been in that business for a very long time. I went to school for film. I've, I've worked in film on the indie in the mainstream, um, big pictures with, with Academy Award winning directors and actors. And, you know, I look at that, who I was in, in as an inter- entertainment executive at that time in, in my life, everything looked good on the outside, right? It was like a great resume. You know, at the time, as an executive, I was also married to ex-husband. We had a beautiful house in Glendale, Los Angeles Hills. You know, I had a beautiful baby. Like everything looked great on paper, right? But then the inside, it was very empty. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I only say that because when I look at that business in that industry, like that's many times that, that I feel like that's a huge reflection of what people see on the outside, right? Everything looks great. You have fancy, you have glamorous, but then inside internally, we don't know what's going on. There is that emptiness. So how I made the transition was there was once upon a time I was married with my ex-husband, 
we had, like I said, beautiful house living in Los Angeles. I was working in a very glamorous industry. I'm always traveling business class. My ex-husband was in finance. You know, we got married in our early thirties, both had a great college education. So everything looked great on the outside, but then one day I just lost it. Like, you know, where they say when you break down. Um, so what happened with me is like, I lost everything. I lost a business that I started in, in, in entertainment, my marriage, the house, that beautiful house. And it went so fast. Right. And then that's when I really had to look at, okay, so who am I? So that was a huge transition because I realized I was spending my whole life creating this picture that, that who was not me, but was what was asked of me from my parents, from my society, from the environment, right? And I keep building and building, building on that, but my spirit was very low because I, it wasn't fulfilling. You know, you could be successful, right? And, and we all have different definitions of success, but then, but then being fulfilled is more important than success than, from what I've learned. So that's when I made the transition. And the way I made the transition was because I went through a life changing process. You know, I'm always, always a high achiever, you know, Every single job I've ever had, I always got promoted at a young age. I worked really hard, right? And when when I lost everything, you know, that trauma that came in, you know, divorce is traumatic. The business fallout was traumatic. I had a crazy, um, I was raised by a single mom with two kids. So, you know, we were living on government support. So that was an old tra trauma that came back because when I was embarking on my journey as a single mom, all that came in. And then the thing is all that, and then what happened was all these chaos internally that I never knew how to deal with, right? Or a better way to say is I didn't know how to organize it because mm. I've been going to therapy for a long time but I didn't have the tools to organize what do I want in my life? Who am I? I was working on all the past. And, and now looking back, the past is done. It's great to have awareness, but then if we talk about creating life that we want, we need to be intentional. We need to know what we want. Talking about the past isn't gonna help. And that's when my life started to shift. And I'm so grateful for those experiences because if I didn't fall and break and break down, then how do I break through? How do I rise up into this person that who I am today and that I am fulfilled and, and I can make decisions on my own and I can say, this is what I'm doing right now, having all the power within myself and not letting other people influence me, right? So that's now, now before it was, I wasn't grounded in my soul. I was building all this stuff on top with no soul. Like it's not connected with my source. So it fell, it was clumsy and it fell. But now what I did is I reworked on connecting with my soul, with who I am mm -hmm. and rebuilding that up because this time, and this time the difference is that when that foundation is so strong, anything you built on it, it's solid. Yes. So that's, that's my, my elevated pitch of my story. Yeah. <laughs> That is so um, very much in alignment with our, with our podcast and really, you know, trying to um, learn about how people are intentional with their lives because very much uh, Paige and I are very value centered. And when we created 
um, our business, we had a business together. We were business partners and everything we did was kind of created on this foundation of these values that if it wasn't in alignment with those values, it was an easy no, right? Because um, like you were saying, if we don't build it on that solid foundation and you're not connected to it, it's not, it's not going to fulfill you. You're not going to be happy. You're going to be just like a robot, you know, mindlessly going about through life with what, for what, you know? Mm -hmm. So that is really, um, really fascinating that you went through all of that in order to, you know, we have to sometimes fall in order to learn the lessons and pick ourselves up and, and try again, you know? And so it's like, you have a second lease on life, if you will, where you basically were like, this is not working and I'm going to make the hard choice. Cause you could have stayed the way you were and just be miserable. You could have, that would and you were like, way. I want more. Like, why can't I have both? Why can't I be fulfilled and do something that I love, you know? I, I really see that coming out of you. So thank you for sharing that. Cause I know that that probably was not easy to do. So how did your family react to, to that news of you saying, I worked really hard to get where I am, but I'm not really happy. So I'm going to just let it go. Did you worry about people judging you or what they were going to say? Did that ever like Why? have a big impact on, on your decision? Yeah. So, you know, I think this is where, you know, what you put out, you're going to receive, you know, during the process, when I had a lot of these, I don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's because like, I was scared. What are people going to think? What are they going to say? Right. And then what happens is I create all this, all of a sudden in my thinking, everything was against me. Right. Um, and then when I say, when I said earlier, you know, what, sometimes what you put out, out is what you're going to get, because I would always ask myself, is this what I want? Is this what life is? Because on the outside, it looks like we're doing really great. We have this beautiful life. You know, we make good money, you know, at the time we play, pay a lot of taxes. Right. But I'm like, this can't be it. And then I, I would even ask myself, I was like, if this is not where I'm supposed to be at, you know, take it away from me. Like, it's almost that internal prayer, yeah. right? So I didn't talk to anyone about it. It just happened the way it did because literally everything just crumbled. Mm. So it was like no turning back. Yeah. It wasn't discussions of, of hey, this is what I'm going to do. What should I do? Or this is what I'm thinking of doing. It was business didn't work out uh marriage filed divorce we tried everything we can and now you're just left at the place where I could only look at the future now because yeah. the past is it's not repaired mm -hmm. right it's unrepairable yeah yeah I went through something very similar um where I was I mentioned I was a photographer and I kept looking for permission to quit and I was looking to everyone else instead of myself, right? Um, I went on a retreat and I thought, great, I'm going to get this guy to tell me that I can quit photography because then, right, it's not my decision. Someone else is making the decision for me. That's not what happened. I didn't get permission. I got um, raise your prices. And I was like, oh, crap, 
Okay. But raising my prices was really a way to get people to not hire me because I really just didn't want to do it. So if I let them reject me, then I didn't have to tell someone no. Right. So I had concocted this whole plan in my head and it wasn't until I was at this event in 2019 in October that all of a sudden this wave came over me of what in the hell are you doing? This does not bring you joy. And it was at that moment that I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm just deciding right now I'm re I'm retired. And I knew that it was going to be quite a journey for people to, um, put me out of the box of being a photographer, because that's what people knew me as. And it was like the only thing that I was known for. So how am I going to get people to see me as anything other than a photographer? And I had given myself labels. I'd allowed other people to put labels on me. And all of a sudden here I am saying, nope, I'm done. I'm done. And then expect people to just automatically be okay with it or whatever. And I had to, I had to decide, I had to choose for myself that I was more than a photographer. And I had to like, I actually remember I did this Facebook live video and I was like, I am more than a photographer. Like I am Elaine who likes to do a variety of things. So stop trying to put me in your box because I don't belong in a box. Like I, this is me. And these are all the things that I like to do. And why can't I do that? Like we need to shed the labels that we put on other people and shed the labels that other people have put on us and just be who we are and yeah. not care what somebody's going to think or what they're going to say, because does it really matter? Do they really, truly, are they truly my friend? Because if they were, they would not be telling me things like that. They would be, go girl, we support you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And if someone's going to give me crap about it, I don't really know that I want you in my life because I want to surround myself with people who are supportive and people who are going to elevate me and challenge me and, and get me to the level where I want to be and not keep me down here. I don't want to be down here. I want to be up here. And if you can't support me, I don't need you. So I, lo I love what you said. The way I look at it is now was when I'm connected with my source, with who yeah. I am, mm -hmm. I start to attract people that are in harmony with me. Yes. And I realized too, this internal dialogue I have, what I think other people think of me, a lot of times also came from me on how I see myself. So the yes. layer could go so deep. Yes. But once you're so connected with your, your source, you know, it's like, you already set that boundary. Mm -hmm. This is what the self-love comes in. This is when the self-care comes in. This is when the certainty of who you are and what you are doing with your life comes in. This is where you can find clarity in your soul of what, what, I, what is my life purpose? Cause we're all created beautifully, mm -hmm. you know, and equally, it's just that when we were born along the ways, right whether it's the parents, the school system, the culture, wherever you live, we all of a sudden we have all these beliefs, other people's belief that came into our, our lives. And we start to believe the same thing, right? Oh so my gosh, girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I have this thing, I call it the spider web effect. 
the yeah. spider web effect. And it's that the things that we think about ourselves or the things that, like you said, someone at school said to you or whatever, it sticks to your spider web. Yeah. And sometimes some things stick and some things don't, right? Yeah. And the spider, like if you were to look at a spider web and a leaf gets stuck in a spider web, the spider has to choose whether or not to spend its energy on the leaf or cut the strings and let it go and rebuild that part of the web without the leaf, without that thing, right? So I love that you're saying that because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I totally, like that is very parallel to, to my beliefs is that it's, a, you oh my know, gosh. sticking it, and it just, some things stick and some things don't, but you can choose to let it go, to cut the strings and let it go. Yeah. And if I could add on to that, that is so yeah. good. I love that spider web knowledge. I've never heard it. It's so beautifully put. Um, I always say this, we can make our belief shifts. Yes. Sometimes the old belief when it's not working, don't work on it, create a complete new one. So this is where the sowing and the reaping, you have to take out the virus, anything that is not serving you. I'm not good enough. I'm not supposed to do this. I'm ugly at whatever, all these, like, uh, these, these inner voice that's not serving. We've got to pluck all those virus out, replace it with something good. I am enough. I am beautiful. I am successful. And now our internal is in harmony with our soul. Yeah. And then you start to take those actions, knowing what you are meant to do. And, and when I say you, it's so powerful because when you know what you are meant to do, what other people say all of a sudden doesn't matter. And if I could just add on one thing you said about the photography, mm -hmm. I went through massive um, breakthroughs in my, internally to get out of the entertainment because the first thing that came to my mind is like, oh, well, people think about me. They only know me as this. I think I'm a loser. Like now I'm going to go into, you know, this other field now, but like, because that was, you know, the culture, the Hollywood culture is very cutthroat right? A lot of people, you don't have to be that way, but with the old self, the old me and that my lens at the time, I always say this, we live in the same world, but we live in our own worlds because our perception is our reality, right? But without um, um, the awareness, right? When I look at Hollywood, it's, it's very cutthroat. There's a saying that you're as good as your last project, right? And you want your calls to get returned. So I was living in that kind of paradigm, that belief. So for me to make that shift, it was so empowering. And it was a huge breakthrough for me because at the, at first I was like, I'm not going to care what people say. I'm just going to do it. So I, I kept focusing on my end goal. And my goal is to create positive impact to a billion people around the world. Mm -hmm. So every single day, that's what I'm doing. Now. You know, we talk about being very intentional, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing that and one thing I also realized once, once I shift the lens because now I actually have a purpose I'm not doing it just for another job just to sell another movie that's going to make money I'm actually doing it because there is a true meaningful purpose that I truly believe that could change people's life or help people heal mm -hmm. to some shape or form right yeah. so now all of a sudden you know I'm still working on a few projects now in in the media world but all of a sudden, it's like I've started to see all these new people, people that I probably knew, but we didn't really weren't too close, but now came back into my life because now we're in harmony or people that I didn't know. And there is abundance, right? Mm -hmm. Came in. And I also had the power, like I've been asked to be a board advisor for another media company and I turned it down because it wasn't not in harmony with who I am. 
Yeah. And, and being able to be in that space of knowing who you are, it's so powerful and it's so peaceful mm-hmm. because now you're, now, you know, everything that you're doing consciously and subconsciously, there is an alignment and we're take it, they're connected. We're operating from that one of who you are meant to do and be and who you are mm-hmm. and just allowing and letting things to happen and yeah. be willing to make those mistakes as well, but still know it's just a part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I just want to share that because I could, yeah, photography. I was like, I get it. <laughs> yes. So I guess one of my question for you is, you know, what, what would you tell other people who are feeling stuck in this, maybe a profession or a career or even a, as a business. And they're like, this is not bringing me joy any longer. Like how did, how, what do you, how do you, what do you tell people, you know, um, what to do? Because so much, it's so much more than, than money. It's so much more than like being happy, be having joy is so much more important than having a million dollars. Like, you know, there are millionaires that are miserable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are millionaires that are miserable and I didn't want to wind up there. And you obviously didn't want to wind up there. So how do you, what do you tell someone who is in that place of, I just, I'm, my life sucks. Everybody thinks I have it all put together, but inside I am dying. I would ask them a question. What do you want? Because when we're in that position, which I've been as well, when I'm looking at all the things that went wrong, I'm giving too much energy and time for that because it's all, it's all the past. But then when I anchor my thought on, this is what I want in my life, right? For me, I live with three Fs, family, faith, and fulfilling my legacy, which is what I I told you. And I'm going to work on that every single day. Mm -hmm. And that drives me, that inspires me, right? So, and you'll be surprised because when the first time I was asked that, I was like, I had to think about it. Yeah. I had to spend a lot of time and that is okay. Because I, I wasn't taught by that in school. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's what do you want? And then, you know, thank you for bringing up the money part. And this is one and I've learned too, right? We all have a different belief in relationship with money. So I certainly had a, a poverty mindset because I was raised by a single mom and we lived in, in um, uh, a motel and government support. So I always had this like savings mentality, right? But one thing I really learned is what, whatever life that you want, you know, we are built to be successful. You just need to know what you want and be very clear. And then this is where the filmmaker uh, comes in. And then you're the producer of your life. Just know how much do you need? And so now, you know, okay, now this is my financial goal. And then we just go for it, right? Like money is not the root of all evil. I used to believe that. I really oh, did. Okay. But it's really, it's not. It's just understanding that, okay, you know, it's just a servant and not because what, what, you know, a lot of people, not everyone, you know, we become the servant to money, but it's the other way. It's the other way. Money is just a piece of paper. Right. It's just if you don't use it, it's just be the paper. Yeah. So so use it as your servant, as your tool, and it's it's there's abundance. But the most important thing above all of that stuff, right? It's to know the life that you want, and that is the anchor 
mm-hmm. the source that will be guiding you, guiding you every day in your life. And, yeah. and then now all of a sudden things become, become a lot easier when you make decisions. And I love what you said earlier, when we started the podcast, you said, you said something like, um, you guys know your values. So when you make your decisions, it becomes very easy. If they're not in line with your values, it's no, that's it. Yeah. 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 I once had a a conversation, my, I have a daughter who's 24, right. And she is in a, um, in her career, she is making a lot of money and she actually had a fear that money would turn her into an asshole. And I said, that's, that's not as like money enhances whoever you already are. If you are an asshole, then having more money is going to make you a bigger asshole. If you are a kind and giving generous person like you are, money is going to be a tool that's going, you can be kind and more generous and help more people with the money that you, that you earn. I was like, so it's going to just enhance who you already are. Right. And so I'm like, you don't have anything to worry about because you are, you're not an asshole, (laughs) you know, but it's like, you know, so her having a fear around making money, I was like, oh no, no, like we, mm -mm, we cannot have fear around money because it is, it's going to repel it from you. And then it's going to cause you to make really bad decisions for yourself. If you have afraid, if you're afraid of money and you're in an opera and you have an opportunity to make money, then think of it as I can make this money so that I can give back and help other people instead of I'm, if I make this money, I'm going to become a jerk. Like, no, that's not how it works. It already enhances who you are. Yeah. I love everything you said. That's, you just hit the jackpot Mm -hmm. money and good people. You're going to do more good and bad people. That's a whole other story, but we don't want to go there. Yeah. We don't want to go there. (laughs) Yeah. We want to focus on who we are, all the good and everything that we're serving in, in the world and keep going after that. Yeah. So I love what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, how did you go from, okay, everything is now I've hit rock bottom. Basically I have nothing. And now I want to build myself back up. Um, how did you do that? Like, what was the process to find who you are and what you wanted to do with your life? What was the process you went through? So there is a, a crazy moment in my life. So there was one whole year. I didn't have a place to stay. My, my, my son was four years old at the time. I would literally just stay with like my friend here for two, three months, a friend there for two, three months, and a friend here for two, three months. And this was um, at this time I was staying with a friend in Hollywood. So she has like an older apartment and literally was sitting on the couch. She had a sofa futon. And then I was just sitting there. I didn't know what to do because I was in that. I was stuck. And I knew I can't live like this because I have a kid. Right. And my son was looking at me. He's like, mommy, is everything going to be okay? This is a four-year-old little boy. And I looked at him and I go, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. Mommy just fell, but mommy's going to get right back up. So that was that first step of my desire. There was a huge desire. Right. And I knew I needed help, you know, cause I, I, I was like, it's not working. I tried everything I can. It's not working. And this is a, a, a crazy moment. But I was that person at the time that was like always looking at personal help books, 
YouTube videos, you know what I mean? Like, and then, but I was like, I was looking for answers until I came across this guy named Bob Proctor. Um, he had this video and I really believe that video had to, I had to see at that time because I was so desperate, you know, um, I didn't want my son to grow up in this unstable environment because I grew up in that. I wanted to give him stability. And then he said, you follow exactly what I tell you, your success is guaranteed, <laughs> right? And I was like, whoa, like, that's a very bold statement for anyone yeah. to make. Yeah. Um, and then I went to study on, under him and, and, and ultimately I became one of his consultants because I followed. So we talked about knowing what you want, right? That's the first thing he said, what do you want? So that first step. So instead of going out there trying to figure out what I wanted to do, what I did actually do is work on a lot of inner work. Mm -hmm. What do I want? Because I, I know, you know, if I just go get another job, I don't have a solid foundation because I did, I did consult for someone and, and it was miserable. Mm. The foundation wasn't there and I can't, it's not sustainable. So I knew it from the gut. I had to change. Right. So I started to realize, you know, what I want and family was number one. And at the time, a house was very important because to me, a house is a home. To me, yeah. having a house where my son could grow up is his stability. It's a family. It's happiness. It's, it's all of that. And it's all of that that I never had when I was in a childhood. So so that was something that I've, I've always looked forward as an adult. So my last marriage and it was very a part of me also died, right? Mm -hmm. However, looking back now, I didn't love myself enough to allow myself to be in that, in, in that situation in the last marriage versus now, you know, I would say fast forward now, I live in a beautiful house that I have worked on. Um, I, am, I am in a beautiful relationship with another uh, guy that I've literally manifested in my life. Uh, also a single dad, our kids are the same age, right? But it started off with what do you want, okay? And taking those action. And it's okay. Another thing I wanna say is it's okay to ask for help. I feel like now we're at the space to say people are talking about the mental health. Mm -hmm. For a long time, you know, when I feel like I needed help, I was too scared to ask. Many reasons, ego. Yes. I feel like I should know it all. And I did yes. know it all. <laughs> what teaches you? at least the schools I went to, you know, like when you, when you don't know it, it's you're wrong, like don't ask too many questions or what was it? Um, I had just lost train of thought in my head, but um, when I asked for questions, what if I make mistakes and I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Whereas in real life mistakes are actually a growth process. Yeah. So identify what you want first, mm -hmm. because once your perception change, your reality will start to change. Yeah. Then here's another thing too, taking actions. Thoughts are things. So what you think you believe in you are. When I was 35 years old, well, I lost everything when I was 35. So it was a huge shift, a defining moment, but it's a shift because at that time when I was in depression, my therapist gave me uh, Xanax, Prozac, Lexi, like I tried it all, right? Just to get through. My mind, I was like, I'm a loser. I'm 35. I don't know what to do. Am I supposed to go back to school? I'm too, too old to go back to MBA. Uh, what am I going to do? I'm too, I am a single mom now. Am I going to find, you no, know, all these like, like belief system, BS, belief system that was like, just like playing through, right? So what I was telling myself is my, my life has, this is the end. 
-hmm. I can't do anything. But the shift came when I started to believe that actually, this is just the beginning. I'm still young. Yes. I don't need to go to school. <laughs> yes. You know, oh like, like you, I, there's so many people that are extremely successful. They didn't go to school. I didn't go to school. Right. There you go. And I was like, and that was, that was the shift. And that's how my blockage got removed because when we have these internal blockage, when you just feel so stuck and paralyzed, yeah. it is that belief. That's why I say thought or things. Once you start believing it and you start to have those thinking in your mind that I know, you know, my thinking went from, like I said, I'm too old to actually I'm young. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm going to not only find the perfect guy, meet him. He's just going to come and he's going to be a single dad. And I wrote down all those things that I wanted. <laughs> and then he came <laughs> mm-hmm. like out of the blue. Right. And I said, I want to, you know, help all these people. I don't know the how, but this is what I want. You know, it gives me so much joy. And here I am, you know, I built a business, um, helping people, mm-hmm. you know, literally around the world with masterminds. And I see their lives change before my eyes. And there is, you cannot put a dollar or anything uh, mm-hmm. around them with the satisfaction, the, with the fulfillment that comes yeah. to see that. I love that. I don't know if I answer your questions. I just got yeah, married. No, I think that's super. I think that's super good. There's something you said that really made me remember of um, when my son was younger, he um, was like a math whiz, right? And he could just do all the math in his head. Well, he got to a point where he didn't, it didn't come easy anymore. And he was afraid to ask for help because he thought that in elementary school, he was just supposed to know all the answers. And when he didn't know the answer, he shut down. Right. And I'm like, oh, honey, like, no, like, that's why we go to school is to learn how you're not supposed to know all the answers. You know, you, you knew the answers because you're, you, he just had this gift, but it was like, he thought that everybody expected that of him. He thought that everybody expected him to know the answers because he had already done it before. And so for him to be in a position where he didn't know the answer made him very, oh no, like they're going to be so disappointed that I don't know how to do it yet. And I said, that's the key word is yet. You don't know how to do it yet, but that's the beauty of learning and growing is that you say, I don't know how to do that. Teach me teach me how to do that. Instead of saying, I'm a loser because I don't know the answers already. No, like you're not supposed to know all the answers. You're not supposed to know all the answers. So I love that you were saying, I, I didn't know. And I thought I was supposed to have it all. I was supposed to already know all the things, but that's not how we're designed. We're put on the earth to learn and to grow. And if we're in ego, the ego says, "Mm -mm, no, you, you, you already know everything. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> and it is very true. There is a power of vulnerability. Yes. And I learned that the hard way, but once you're vulnerable, you know who you are. That's when the ego starts to go away. I want to add something. Your son's yeah. story is so amazing. I recently had a, 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 my son's now, he is now seven years old. Okay. And he's in um, element first grade. And then when they came home, he was a little sad. I was like, what's going on? He's like, there was a kid that was making fun of him. He was doing this L shape on his head, you know, just kids like making fun. So he said that L means a loser. 
Then I said, can I ask you something? He's like, yeah. I was like, are you though? Are you a loser? He's like, no. And I go, then why are you letting him bother you? Then that's his problem. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he goes, that's true. He did that to everyone too. And I was like, you need to know who you are. Yeah. Right. And another thing I love that your story um, just highlighted with your son was humans were, we're naturally programmed with fear. You know, that this goes to the caveman days. This is our monkey brain, right? But understanding that there is a law of faith. When you operate from faith, that's what's going to happen. Yes. And it's, and the only thing, the only way, not the only way, but the way to learn it is to acknowledge it, is to have the awareness. Mm-hmm. And now you can use all these mental tools to change. Yeah. And that's when the blockage will be removed. That's when the disbelief, the, the belief that's not serving you can be changed. That's when you start to take action and then the results start to show up, mm-hmm. right? And then one thing I do want to ask, I just add on to the question you asked me earlier, right? I talked about my son, the defining moment when my son was, I had that desire that I'm going to get back up, mm-hmm. right? And the key, the one key message I want people to get away with this is to get crystal clarity with what you want, crystal clarity with your goals, especially, you know, we're getting into 2022, right? The past few years has been uh, an experience for everyone in the world, right? That's an understatement, but yes. But you know what I mean, right? So let's get very crystal clear with what you want. And then things become very simple. Then you ask yourself if this, whatever you're doing or opportunities, is this taking me closer to my goal or is this taking me away? And yeah. then now you can make the decisions from there and now you're flowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think adding on to that is not only getting crystal clear on what you want, but like we had mentioned earlier, is what are those values and making sure that those values, that what you want and your values, it's all in alignment And then I like to take it a step further and something that I like to help people with something that I realized was I was out of alignment with was my calendar, my calendar and my goals were not in alignment. And so this was just happened, uh, last month where I literally was like, I need to sit down and I need to make a shift because this is not working. I am out of whack. This is, this is, I'm I'm not going to get any closer to my goals if I don't sit down and create that intention for myself. Right. Which leads me into my next question is how have you created a life by design and not default? So how I do it, create a life by design, not default is I know what I want. Mm -hmm. And I actually write out my own story. And here's another question I have for everyone. Are you the hero? Are you the lead actor in your own story? Or are you a supporting role? Mm. Are you making decisions for you? Are you making decisions of what's logical and practical and, or what other think, others think you should do, mm-hmm. right? You are, you are the creator of your life. You're co- I, I always say I am co-creating with the universe or with God, whichever you believe. But mm-hmm. there's, I definitely believe in the spiritual substance because when I see my life and I know what I want, I am seeing this invisible. And that is my spirit. When I'm meditating, when I'm in this zone, you know, they say, well, when I grew up, I was told to stop, stop imagining you know, stop fantasizing, 
do your own, you know, uh, be more realistic. But I'm saying fantasize, fantasize what you want, what that will look like, how that would feel. Mm-hmm. That is, this is my life. Mm-hmm. And then start to move them into action because the, every single time when I move them to action, I believe myself more and more and more and more, and it becomes a reality. I will tell you this, like two, 2017, I was always into personal development, by the way. I just, I, I always loved it, but I didn't know like enough of it. Uh, for me to tell you that what I'm doing right now, I would never have believed in it. But starting with that seed, that idea, that desire, it could be in that faith. It could be very little at the beginning, but the more you do it, that that faith keeps growing and growing and growing, right? And another key component is to make sure you're surrounded with the right people. Yeah. Accountability, right? Accountability is insurance to success. You know, I hired a coach and that's when my life starts to change because I needed someone to really hold me accountable. My thought process at the time was, I only have so much money. And if I don't do something, make some dramatic change in my life, six months later, the money's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to be here. Mm-hmm. But I need it. I cannot be here. I need to be there. Yeah. <laughs> like I know where I'm heading towards. And then everything paid back to full because I invest in myself the very first time. I mean, I, I say that too, because I never really, it was like a huge moment for me because I used to, I used to invest in myself in the way that I was thinking more therapy, because that's, that's, that only shows like the little world I was living in. I wasn't exposed to everything. I was like everything that we could accomplish, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where my life really had that shift. And that's when I really get, I understood. I was like, oh, that's why all these successful people, you know, you can say Warren Buffett, Tony Robbins, whoever, they're like invest in yourself. And it was so powerful because not, it's, it wasn't even just the investing part. It was, the fact that I did it for me, yeah, I am worth it. And yeah. maybe someone needs to hear this because I used to put give everyone else money but myself. Yeah. And that was when the biggest shift came because yeah. I am prioritizing who I am. Mm-hmm. And I am creating the life that I want. No longer what my mom wants, mm-hmm. what ex-husband wants, what everyone's telling me what I should do, mm-hmm. but what I want. And yeah. that is power. Yeah, it really is. It's not... And when people say invest in yourself, it's really do the work, right? Do the work. It people think, well, I don't have money to to invest in myself. It doesn't mean that you still can't do the work, right? That there's so many free things out there, but are you committed to showing up and doing the work? That's really what it's about, you know. So the I love what you just said. Oh, I don't have money. You know, when you change it to actually, I do have the money. What can I do to find it? Because I want you guys to know that we're all creative beings. It's this isn't just investing in yourself. Let's say if you want to buy a house, mm-hmm. let's say if you want to create this life and you're thinking, oh, I don't have money, that's coming from a lack of limiting belief. Yeah. But understand that there is abundance. Mm-hmm. And what I do now is I ask myself, what can I do? What can I do to get there? Yeah. And now all of a sudden, I'm not thinking about the stuff that I can't do it, do anymore. I'm thinking about all of the ideas and the solution that I have that's Mm going to take me there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I love that. So the other thing that we always talk about on our podcast is um, a motto that you live by. So Paige's motto is I deserve to be here. She's, she's done the work. She's put in the time. She deserves to be right where she is. Right. Um, and so my motto always changes. Um, (laughs) but what is your motto that you live by? I think my motto is, um, so basically it's also my value. So the three F's I mentioned, mm-hmm. family, family is number one, faith, you know, having faith in everything that I do, um, my belief, and then fulfilling my legacy, which is creating positive impact to a billion people around the world through coaching, through IP, intellectual property, through storytelling, through tech products. So that's what I'm doing every single day. Cause mm-hmm. when you know, there is a very powerful question I ask myself. There's two questions. And I actually ask myself every day to keep me inspired. One is, you know, how would my goal, um, how would, how, how would it be like once I am accomplishing all my goals, how would that impact my family? Huge. Right. Mm -hmm. And then another one I asked myself, today's my last day. Mm -hmm. You know, what do I want to be remembered by? And am I living that? And Steve Job, he asks himself in that mirror every day. So that's why I do it. Yeah. So, so those keep me going. And the, the beautiful thing is before I would care so much about, well, what do they think about me? I'm not there yet. Who am I? Like, you know, the self-pity talk. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, no, I'm doing it. I'm the only person I'm competing, comparing with is the me from yesterday. Yeah. No one else. So yes. now I'm in my world, in my lane. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm building the three F's. <laughs> yes. Love that. Um, so my, my motto recently has been, you know, um, nothing changes if nothing changes. And it's basically the, that we have the power to change, but we can continue doing the same thing that we're doing. And, and the world is going to say, how's that working for you? Right. If you want to change it, you have to be willing to change it. You have to choose to change it and, you know, get off the hamster wheel and stop spinning around like, you know, a chicken with its head cut off and do something about it because it's not going to change unless you choose it to change. So that is the model that I'm living by right now. Um, so how can people find you? Yeah. So I have my Instagram handle. Um, the Instagram is Lillian Victoria official. So Lillian with double L L I L L I and V I C T R I A official. I also have a Facebook community. So it's awesomeness lifestyle official awesomeness. Cause I'm all about living your awesomeness lifestyle. <laughs> so you can find me either way. And I am so thankful and grateful that you invited me onto your show and everyone for listening. Yes. Thank you so much. And I will make sure to put, um, all of the links, um, for, uh, for Lillian in the, in the, the description. So you can go and find her and connect with her. Um, thank you so much Lillian for coming and hanging out. It was really wonderful to meet you and have a really great conversation about picking yourself back up, right? Because it is bound to happen that we are all going to fall at some time and it's how we choose to get back up is what really truly matters. So thank you for demonstrating that it's possible to get back up after we fall down. Yes. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody.
This episode of the Life by Design Not Default podcast is being sponsored by Elaine Terso, founder of the Get Shit Done Together group. If you find yourself struggling with shiny object syndrome, finding it difficult to stay on task, managing your time, and staying within your zone of genius, the Get Shit Done Together group will give you what you really need to accomplish your goals. Productivity, consistency, accountability, mindset, confidence, habits, focus, and goal setting. Join us at getshitdonetogethergroup.com.